Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. So Bethany is the wife of a friend of mine, Stan, and as a couple, we have known them for more than a decade. Beth is the Chief Technology Officer, CTO, at a fast-growing tech company specializing in developing innovative software solutions for the healthcare industry. She started as a uh, software engineer, worked her way to team lead, and eventually to CTO. Her technical prowess was unmatched. She has long been admired and envied by her colleagues. So as a CTO, Beth has grown the company substantially. She launched several groundbreaking software products and earned a reputation as a leader in the healthcare technology industry. Her team has grown substantially as well. Despite all her impressive accomplishments, Beth was struggling. She was having an internal problem with her team and she was working herself to death. Stan, her husband, was seriously concerned about her well-being. So while at dinner together and hearing her recount an incident that she was experiencing at work, I said to her flatly, Beth, I know what your problem is. What? She said a bit defensively. I said, you are too capable. What? She said again, this time actually curious. Yeah, Beth, you're too capable. That is your problem. You can do it all, so you feel you need to do so. And even when you do delegate others to do things, because you are so capable and because your standards for yourself are so unrealistically high, you don't fully trust others to meet them. And so you micromanage them, which of course leads to suffocating everybody around you and leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy. People don't deliver to your unrealistic standards, validating your trust issues and encouraging you only to micromanage further, causing you to overwork and get further and further diminished results. Slackjawed, she just leaned back in her chair and just stared at me stunned. Like I had just revealed a surprise twist in the whodunit of a murder mystery. Continuing, I said, look, Beth, this is a common affliction of high achievers. I know it all too well myself. Because you can, you do. And because you do, you undo. You undo your leadership. You undo the capabilities of others. You undo progress. You undo your well-being and you undo your life. Here are the three traps of high achievers. See if you are trapped by any of these as well. Number one, perfectionism. Perfectionism is a key factor that hinders capable individuals from delegating or seeking assistance. This mentality can lead to micromanagement as capable people feel that only they can achieve the desired outcome, which of course is egocentric, corrosive, and extremely limiting. Howard Hughes' pursuit of perfection led to delays and cost overruns in developing several aircraft, including the uh, H-4 Hercules, also known as the Spruce Goose. The aircraft, which was intended to transport troops and materials during World War II, was not completed until after the war ended, making it completely irrelevant. And the massive costs contributed to financial difficulties for Howard Hughes' company. In his personal life, Hughes' perfectionism led to his social isolation and his descent into severe mental illness and the eventual collapse of his empire and his retreat from public life. Number two, trust issues. Trust issues also contribute to the reluctance to delegate and ask for help. Capable people worry others aren't capable enough. They are skeptical of others' skills. They don't believe others will deliver results up to their standards, making it difficult for them to delegate tasks or seek assistance. In talking with Richard Branson, he speaks openly about his initial struggles with delegation. 
In the early years of Virgin Records, Branson's inability to delegate and trust his employees resulted in an immense workload for himself as he tried to oversee every aspect of the business. The lack of delegation and trust in his employees meant that Branson was involved in every decision resulting in delays and inefficiencies. This micromanagement approach not only led to personal stress and burnout, but also stifled the growth of the company. Finally, recognizing the negative outcomes of his reluctance to delegate, Branson eventually learned to trust his employees and embrace delegation as a crucial aspect of leadership. As a result, he's grown the Virgin Group into a global empire, encompassing more than 400 companies across various industries. Branson now credits much of his success to learning the importance of delegation and in trusting his team. Number three, the need for control. The need for control impedes capable people from seeking input and help, inhibits collaboration, and hinders overall progress. Elizabeth Holmes, the founder and former CEO of the now defunct company Theranos, is an example of somebody whose need for control ultimately led to her failure. Holmes' controlling nature and unwillingness to delegate or ask for help played a significant role in her company's downfall, which was once valued at over $9 billion. Holmes fostered a culture of secrecy within Theranos, compartmentalizing information and preventing employees from discussing their work with each other. Her controlling nature led her to dismiss the advice of experienced medical professionals and scientists who raised concerns about the accuracy and reliability of Theranos' testing technology. By not seeking help or accepting expert input, Holmes allowed the development of a flawed product that ultimately failed to deliver on its promises. So that said, we were with Stan and Beth at an event five months later. I asked Beth how work was going. She reported that she experienced significant improvements in both her professional and personal life. Her team's productivity and engagement have increased dramatically, she said, leading to higher quality software solutions and continued growth for the company. And personally, she said, she's never been better. She feels like she regained some semblance of a healthy life back. When asking her about what changes she made, it came down to these three things. You're gonna probably wanna write these down for yourself as well. Number one, set realistic expectations. Beth realized that her perfectionism was causing unnecessary stress for both her and her team. As a result, the team became more efficient and the overall quality of their work improved significantly. Number two, open communication. Beth started to foster open and transparent communication with her team members to address her trust issues. She encouraged feedback, which helped her identify areas for improvement, to adjust her behavior accordingly. Consequently then, the team members felt more valued and engaged and increased their productivity and had higher job satisfaction. Number three, she set work boundaries. Having a finite time for work forced her to be more efficient and prompted her to delegate a lot more. This gave her team members more ownership over their work, further increasing their engagement and allowing Beth to focus on higher level strategic tasks, which boosted the company's overall performance. This lifestyle change improved her overall well-being, reduced stress and led to a more positive and focused mindset at work. So, Darren Daily friends, you are all here because you are high achievers, which means there's an excellent chance that you too face one or more of these three traps. One, perfectionism. Two, trust issues. Or three, being too controlling. 